Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads from over 200 countries and your number one source in after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing after-shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Tonight, on an episode of MasterChef that will go down in history as an episode of MasterChef. <laughs> Two forces, bitter to the end, against each other in a final duel. Brain, well no, heart versus... Yeah. Heart versus tongue. Heart versus tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie Gilliams versus Cutter Brewer in a match of the centuries. And Guys, also Christian and Courtney are there. Also Christian and Courtney. <laughs> Guys, thank you for tuning in. This is the MasterChef After Show here at AfterBuzz TV. We are covering season five, episodes 16 and 17, top five and top four compete. We are now down to the final three of this season Woo-hoo. after 120 minutes of... Editing and commercial breaks. Yes, just in time for next week's 120 minutes of editing and commercial breaks. But you know what? I can get through it all because of my Philips air fryer that you can buy at Walmart. Oh my gosh, we're not sorry. <laughs> Pulling that. that out of two weeks ago. <laughs> Guys, thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Stephen Lemieux. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux, hosting this alongside, couldn't do it without my two favorite co hosts, Tracy. Hi, and Zach. guys. Thanks for joining in. Well, thank you for joining you're at that Zach Wilson and Tracy ABTV. Correct, yes. Yeah. yeah. Follow us on Twitter. Tweet us throughout the show because I have my laptop open. We'll be going over it. Guys, we will actually have Cutter calling in on the show if you had seen our, our tweets. Yeah, we've been promoting this all day. Uh, it's going to be cool to get his take on it because, honestly, a lot of people hate Leslie, but a lot of people have hated Cutter this entire season. I came around on Cutter. No, I like Cutter. I don't dislike Cutter, but like a lot of people have hated him. Yeah. <laughs> and it's mostly it's mostly editing has made him seem like kind of an oafish and it's it's probably not even it's just the way he speaks which i know he's a great chef it's just like the way they have edited the way he speaks makes people dislike him and make them think he doesn't deserve to be there i think he did a really good job these past few weeks he really pulled it out he's been doing consistently well even tonight i didn't really know whether he or leslie should have gone home for that final challenge which we'll get into later but uh it came right down to the end it did, and surprisingly, I think, I think honestly, they sent Cutter home because Leslie's going to be better competition for uh, Courtney and Elizabeth. Yeah, just because of the fact that if Courtney and Elizabeth went in there against Cutter, I think they'd wipe the floor with them. Yeah, Leslie's a better chef overall. I think so. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. little nod to the end of the episode. All right, guys. So we open the episode with a gigantic mystery box. All their mystery boxes are empty. And 
what's the what's the ingredient of tonight? Soylent green. We're gonna be That's cooking. What I was we're saying. gonna be cooking with people. <laughs> so inside the box is Courtney's six-year-old brother, Christian's fiance, Elizabeth's husband, Cutter's dad, David. He's my best friend with a mustache. And uh, we find out that Cutter's dad is actually a stepdad. He married Cutter's mom, who was a single mom at, when Cutter was five, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Uh, Leslie's wife, and uh, apparently they kind of switched roles because Leslie had three jobs and his wife was a stay-at-home wife. And they were just like, oh, well, she wants to work now and Leslie wants to be a stay-at-home dad now. And that's kind of what spawned their relationship into what it is today. Is like everyone makes fun of Leslie for being a stay-at-home dad. It's like, well, yeah. if it's a mutual thing, like, go for it. Right. Yeah, I mean, if you can just stay home and cook all day, more power to you. I know. And if, like, if you don't let yourself go, I mean, Leslie looks like he stays fit. Like, he's trophy husband kind of in a way, <laughs> if you look yeah. at it. Hashtag MC family. Oh, enough with the hashtags. They have the worst. Fox has the worst hashtags. Well, it's like if you're going to use 10 hashtags in an episode, they're never going to trend. Yeah. Because you're going to get, like, maybe 10 people, like, tweeting with the hashtag. And then you, like, search the hashtag and you get, what, like, one tweet? And, like, who's this guy tweeting about this? And two out of every three are like, are they serious? Hashtag MC Family is a thing. <laughs> half of half of the tweets are just like laughing at the the, the hashtags hashtag. themselves, and then the the other half is like the the producer who's like, <laughs> I create the hashtags. I'm totally going to use these. Yeah. Firing his employees. You're not using the hashtags. Exactly. Get out. Exactly. Um. So they want to make the family's favorite dish. Leslie Leslie's favorite wife's dish is uh. An herb rack of lamb with beets, butter squash, and mushrooms. Cutter's dad says black and red snapper. Um, I can't tell if his mouth is moving under that amazing mustache. <laughs> um, then we have Elizabeth. She's going to make meatballs and grits. Uh, Courtney's six-year-old brother is like, make me mac and cheese. And Courtney's like, all right, cool. I'm down with that. And Christian's wife is like, you must be on my S list because I'm going to make you make gumbo in 60 minutes. Yeah. I wonder if she knew that. Like, if she knew how hard that was going to be to make her. Why would she kind of throw that at him? I kind of. I mean, she's supposed to be Team Christian, and then she kind of sets him up for failure. Well, like, he, like, whenever, rolls his eyes made, as soon as like, she says it. He's like, oh. he's like, really? Now we're not getting married. Thanks a lot. I know. <laughs> and, like, every time they show Jasmine, this is fiance's name, up in the balcony, she's like this. <laughs> and I'm like, what did you do to piss her off? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're going to make a ceviche. <laughs> right. Um, but we actually have a caller on the line. Caller, what's your name? Where are you from? Just kidding. It's freaking Cutter Brewer from MasterChef Season 5. Cutter, how are you doing tonight, man? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing? Good. We're doing good. good. We're glad to have you on the show. It's unfortunate that you got sent home. But, I mean, making it to the top four on MasterChef is not anything to scoff at. Seriously. No, man, I'm uh, I'm proud of what I accomplished and uh, excited that I made it this far. Yeah. So the question on everyone's mind tonight. <laughs> Here we go. Are you gonna Are you gonna grow a mustache as good as your father's? <laughs> oh man, I tell you what, he's he. You know the funny thing is, he's had that since he was 17 years old and never cut it. What? He it, but he's never cut it off. That's amazing, actually. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. Okay. Oh. So we asked the hard-hitting man, questions so here. Where, so, where, so I'm sorry, man. I'm, 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 y'all are just kind of cutting out a little bit, so I apologize if I talk over you. I'm not trying to. No problem. No, keep going. What were you going to say? I was going to say, I'm sure y'all been waiting for this conversation for a while. <laughs> so excited to finally be talking to Cutter and ask him all the questions that we think about all the time while oh, watching I'm, the show. 
Oh, I'm sure there's a lot we need to sort out. Oh, <laughs> Where do we start? <laughs> okay, well, surprisingly, Kyle Kittleson couldn't make it tonight, so your, big, your biggest threat is not actually here. <laughs> but your second biggest threat. <laughs> your second biggest threat, Tracy's here, so we're going to let Tracy ask a few questions. Yeah. She'll be a little bit harsh, and well, then I we'll just, ask you the soft-hitting I just, ones. I just hate... I just hate that she she loved me in the beginning and then I made her hate me now. Yes, you did. Why? I was so upset with you. It got personal a little bit. Um, I don't know if you've watched, but I've actually uh, met Joe Bastianich. I've worked with him um, hosting at his kitchen in Italy. So he's like one of my main people. And that one episode when you were rude to him, I was done, Cutter. There was like no recovery well, from it. So please, now you have the floor. Explain. So I want to explain something that's so funny about that episode, about especially the red velvet cake episode. It's so funny you say that because if you notice when they show the show, he never actually even took a bite. He just, you know, questioned me, questioning uh, Chef Ramsay. But when he actually took a bite of my red velvet cake, he actually agreed with me that my icing tasted great. And it was like, really? We just went through all that for you to say my icing? You actually liked it? And I was like, that just proves my point that everybody has a different palate. Interesting. And so it was funny that they didn't show that. It's like, it's been, it's been upset me this whole time because I knew you got upset with me after that. And I was like, oh, if she knew, if she only knew. <laughs> Hashtag MC editing. Yeah, is that kind of what you attribute that to, Cutter? I mean, were you like... Do you feel overall that you are portrayed, because you're a hothead. I don't know if that's how you think you are, like, off camera, but definitely on camera, you're a very, like, quick-tempered person. Yeah, no, I agree. It's been totally really hard, especially, you know, thank God I have a great support cast with my family and friends. Is uh, And I've been waiting to get to talk to you guys, because, I mean, I really am a great guy, and I consider myself a great guy, and I feel like I was really loved by everybody on the show, and uh, especially you could tell there at the end with the judges when I left tonight, you know, yeah, you know, it just—it was really hard to watch how they edited me and uh, and knowing where I'm from and where I came from. And yeah, I mean, were some of the things I said, you know, harsh at times, you know, and you know, maybe offended some people. But I mean, you understand where I'm from and how I was raised and the things and my morals and beliefs and what I believe in. And so a lot of times, you know, that was the stress of the show and being around different people with different personalities and, and from different areas. You know, just because I'm an old country boy from Southeast Texas, you know. I have a business degree. I own a company. I'm I'm in the oil business, and so I mean it's kind of one of the things. Like I'm not just an old dumb redneck, and I, that was my point. The show was to prove that, you know, just because I'm from Southeast Texas, y'all have a lot of people have a stigma of how people from Texas are. And I, I hate it because it's like they edited right into what I didn't want them to edit me to be. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well that I mean that helps a little bit. That's a little bit of a recovery, I guess. So a lot, a lot of the uh, a lot of the people on on Twitter are asking. Do you truly believe that you're a better chef than everyone master chef? Because looking at the dishes and and this is kind of a hard question to answer, but like looking at the dishes and looking at the success rate and looking at the 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 amazing things Courtney and Elizabeth and Leslie have put out there. I mean, right. they've blown you out of the water pretty much most of the competition. So, going up against Leslie, were you nervous at all or did you really think that you could beat him? I will tell you this, Courtney and Elizabeth are amazing. I mean, they are truly amazing home cooks that elevated their stuff. Um, I will admit that editing uh, <laughs> editing made made for me and Leslie a lot because, uh, you know, I feel I was a better chef than Leslie. And, I mean, I'll stand by that any day. I don't care what TV shows you. But if you notice, they never even showed my Neptune's net. They never showed 
what I was doing in team challenges as far as, you know, working nine pans of scallops and Joe and Graham saying that these scallops are amazing. And, you know, that, that was the thing that I, I feel like that's what I'm talking about is that I don't feel like it really kind of sucked because, like, a lot of, like, the tin can challenge. I made these Mexican street tacos that were just amazing, and they never even got shown. And really? it was just like, God, why don't, why don't you, they show any of my good dishes? And I understood why they did it. If you, if you can understand how a show is, you know, I was a rise and fall character. They wanted to see me have lulls and highs and lulls and highs and make it to the end. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, looking back at that, I see that, but I know what I cooked in that kitchen, and I know that I deserved to be in the top four, and I'm, I'm very happy where I made it. And, yeah, was the artisanal pizza, was that kind of a, a slap in Joe's face for some of his comments? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't cook Italian food. Sorry, I'm not going to cook. And I, you know, I actually made a bigger pizza, but they had griped at me the whole time about being from Texas, making all my dishes so big. So I was like, well, okay, I'm going to make a small pizza because they griped at me if I make everything big. So it was like, it was like a double-edged sword. I couldn't win for nothing. And so it was kind of my, like my big F you to Joe to his face because, you know, he had, he had called me names personally on a personal level and not necessarily, you know, call me ignorant, call me stupid, and I don't care who you are. I'm 34 years old. I'm a grown-ass man. You ain't going to talk to me like that. So it was one of those things. It was like that was like my only way. I could get a big F-U deal for that challenge. So, you, I mean, Joe, we, I mean, like I said, I've met him. He is a very, very direct person, and I think he can be, like, you know, kind of harsh with his words. But at the same time, aren't you kind of in a position where you should be holding that back as him being – you know, he gets that respect as your... It's the same thing in the military. You can't tell your commanding officer to go to hell. You know what I'm saying? Sure, so- sure. I agree, with, I agree with you, but in my mind, you know, that's two totally different, and I don't compare the two as anything. Yes, was this a learning competition? This is a learning experience for me? Yes. Mm-hmm. And did I... And I will be honest with you. I mean, if you notice, if you watch my actual gradual on the show, I do start being a lot more quiet, especially even in this episode. I yeah. was quiet. I kept my mouth shut. I learned from what they told me. And, yeah, in the beginning, it's hard. Mm-hmm. I'm an outspoken person, and I don't have a problem telling anybody how I feel. So, so it's kind of hard, you know, to go from that and, and learn it and shut my mouth and pay attention. So, you know, I did learn a lot of that from the show is that, hey, you might not always agree, but – uh and I still stand by the fact that I have, I'm going to have my opinions. I mean, just because Chef Ramsey thinks that I, dog food tastes good doesn't mean I'm going to think dog food tastes good. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I mean, it just, it's one of those things. And, uh, but I appreciate Joe and Chef uh, Ramsey and Chef Elliot. I mean, they were, they were great mentors and I will hold, hold that with me for the rest of my life. So you do speak your mind. So I want, I want you to tell us not even, not really a play by play, but just, What's it like working with Leslie in the kitchen? Like, because you've been on a team, you've been so close to him in the last challenge. Even this time, you were right next to him in the trenches. Yeah, the not edited yeah, for television. I mean, let's, be on- let's be honest. You know, if there's a reason that every team Leslie was ever on lost, <laughs> there's a reason. There's a reason that everybody in the kitchen had an issue with Leslie. Leslie's a very difficult person to work with, and the fact that his favorite thing is to say, "I'm 56 years old." I've done this before. Just like on the lobster and the team challenge when Christina Christian were in the lobster risotto, Leslie forgot the season. I kept telling him, season and season. Caught up. Caught up. I'm 56 years old. I don't need you to tell me cooking lobster since before you was ever born. You know, <laughs> so it's working with Leslie was like, just like in the restaurant. I tried to, Leslie, let me help you with steaks. We, we, I don't have any fish to cook. We have multiple steak orders. Let me help you. And that's when he jumped on me. And I understand you're the team captain, but hey, man. Just like you said, well, I come from the military. You gotta earn respect. Respect. You don't just get respect just because you have a band on your arm 
And I was, I literally was trying to help it every time you notice, and you actually go back and listen to, to what's actually on TV, not edited out, what's on TV. You hear me say, let me help you, let me help you. And it's always, no, I got it, I got it, I got it. And that was the issue you had with Daniel, Jamie, me. And me, I just didn't let it cut, go past me. I just wasn't going to slough it off. Right. That is true. I mean, so, you did say that a lot. Um, and I mean, just like tonight, the biscuits, I suggest the biscuits. I told Leslie, don't cut the bone out of the ribeye, out of the box. And I mean, yeah, he ended up cooking the steak well, but if you notice, he's only cooked the steak. The only thing he's really cooked, you know, perfect. He did it in the trio challenge. He did it in the team challenge. And he did it. He cooked steak. Okay, well, hell, everybody cooks steak. <laughs> okay, Cutter, I agree with I agree with that steaks are fairly simple, but I do have to call you out on this rib challenge for the appetizer. Okay. You you mentioned the biscuit. Yes, I'll give you that. And I'm calling you and Leslie out on this. What the hell? You had corn with salt and pepper and a ribs. Like, yeah. if you could only yeah. do corn and salt and pepper with ribs, how would you even have time to make biscuits? Because your biscuits would literally be just flour on the plate because you wouldn't have time to cook them. Okay, so let me defend the corn, man. So, <laughs> the cor- the, I will admit that the corn was a total just last minute, like, oh, God, we got to get something else. Because I cut my finger open. And, I mean, I know on TV it only looked like I was there for a minute. I really wasn't there for a while. It was a really bad cut, and I still have a scar to this day. My fingernail still hadn't been grown back right. Ugh. But uh, I was gone for a really long time. They couldn't quit. They couldn't stop the bleeding. So, it took a long time. Well, then... You know, the ribs came out actually really good. I mean, as you saw them, the ribs were tender. They were seasoned well. I just didn't take the bone out of them. I mean, but we got in a hurry, and then Leslie was screwed up on his on the sauce, so he handed it over to me so we could at least have a sauce for the steak. Well, then it was like, oh, sh- crap. You know, we don't have we don't have any kind of thing to go with the ribs. So we were just like, corn. Put corn together. Corn. Let's <laughs> do corn. Yeah, we so, we so got it. That was, that was a joint failure right there. <laughs> Well, when you're, when you're, okay, so I guess we're kind of going into the second episode already. Wait, anyway. but I do have a question for you before we go there. Well, I'm, I'm about to ask a yeah. question, but yeah, go ahead. I mean, sorry, I, I just, it, it's about the challenge in the second episode. I didn't mean to go into the recap. Oh, okay. Um, opening the box, you guys take, you guys take the Texas box. Are you kind okay, of, so do you, we're going, okay, we're jumping to the south side. We're jumping to the second part of the episode. A okay. little bit, just for this question though. So you take, okay. the, you take the Texas box. You guys didn't use the catfish, and I kind of thought that using the catfish would kind of be an obvious appetizer, like catfish nuggets. You can deep fry and make them. They're nice and light. You can make a nice remoulade or something with them, and it won't completely be too heavy for the entree. I feel like when you're going to have ribs as an appetizer and then steak as an entree, did you guys have any deliberating on that, or was it just kind of like, oh? Yeah, so we, so we talked about the catfish, and I mean, I'm from southeast Texas, man. I live right on the bayou, so I'm used to catfish. We only had a certain amount of time, and that was a whole catfish that was going to have to be peeled, deboned, and cut up and everything. And so I made the decision not to use the catfish because it was just going to be too much. And plus, it's a trash fish, and I'm not – I mean, a catfish is a bottom feeding fish, and I just didn't think that was an elevated way to bring in. And I knew I could show my skills more by making a great rub and a great sauce, which I used the grapefruits and the molasses for and made a great sauce, and Joe, and everybody loved it. So, I mean – I feel like I made the decision going with the ribs on the appetizer just because time constraint and the just my thoughts at the time. I mean, trust me, in that kitchen, it's so stressful and so many ideas go through your head and you're thinking, you question yourself every step of the way that you go. 
Yeah. You didn't say sorry, Tracy. No, it's fine. I was just going to ask, just out of curiosity, when you get injured and you're off and the medics are attending to you, do they stop the clock? Like, what are, what's going on during that? No. So the clock is still going and Leslie's doing it, kind of holding down the fort. Yeah, he was kind wow. of holding them for, and that's why I kept I kept telling him to hurry. And Gordon and Chef Ramsey was like, "Stop, stop! You got to stop! We got to get the bandages up." And it would just we quit bleeding. I mean, it literally like bled to like four. The medic shorts were all bloody. And stuff. It was it was actually really kind of gross, and that's why I was like, "But I was trying to hurry to get back in there to help Leslie." And I mean, it literally the clock just keeps going. Wow, I mean, just part of the deal. That's interesting. I didn't know that. All right, so let's jump into the recap real quick. We're gonna. I, Honestly, I'm just going to rush through episode, the first episode so we can get to the second episode that we kind of care more about. Yeah. Uh, top three for the uh, Mystery Box Challenge. Courtney with the truff- truffle lobster mac and cheese. Joe says she made a perfect fuluta, and Gordon thinks it's delicious. Uh, Christian makes seafood gumbo. Surprisingly, turns out really good. Elizabeth makes meatballs grits with broccoli rob, um, and uh, it turns out really good as well. The winner is Elizabeth. She ends up in the top four as being safe. And the elimination contest is that she gets the advantage of choosing what foods everyone has to cook i was kind of feeling like wizard of oz vibes here like cutter's gonna get the heart so he gets the courage um and then we're gonna have leslie's gonna grow some balls so leslie's gonna get the balls and then well, well she did explain to us she did explain to us what she actually said and it was it was really funny she was like you know christian got the brain because he's the, one of the smartest ones in the kitchen and uh, Cutter has a heart the size of Texas, and Leslie has a tongue because he won't ever shut up. And then Courtney, and then and then Courtney got the false because she's used to having them in her hands. <laughs> it did it feel hilarious. It did feel too perfect when they just put the testicles right on her face on the plate. You knew it was coming. I as, mean, well, as that was exactly. I mean, if you watch, that's exactly what it is. It's hilarious because. If you notice how she picked everybody's dishes, that really is how everybody is, if you think about it. I swear the producers were just thinking, like, okay, we need to make plates with their faces on them because we have to put balls on Courtney's (laughs) face because everyone's going to enjoy watching this. And it's, like, it's not even, like, it's not even, like, as viewers we feel we're, like, feel mean because, like, you know, her background is, like, a dancer and all that stuff. Aerial dancer. Aerial dancer. But, like, just the whole fact of how they've built her up in the series, you know. Yeah. You just know they're going to put the testicles on Courtney's faceplate. Yeah. And you I just asked, I asked I asked Elizabeth if that was rigged and she said no and she actually got to choose. Yeah, <laughs> we were wondering the same thing. We were like, production to... that did that, but That's not really a choice though. Yeah. Let me be honest. Like if you're Elizabeth and you your biggest rival's Courtney and you know what her history is, you're gonna put the balls on Courtney's face. I don't care which person <laughs> makes that call, they're all doing the same thing. I'm super disappointed that Elizabeth, like Gordon, didn't hand hand it to Courtney and be like, The ball is in your corner. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that the whole time. Well, she killed it. She did really good. So. She did. She yeah. says, oh, and Buffalo Testicles, she says, this could become a mouthful. Thank you. Thank you, Gordon. Appreciate it. This could become a mouthful. Nobody wants to eat. So they have an hour to make the dish. Courtney, uh, Joe says the testicles are the toughest. She, and Courtney says, I'm not afraid of it. <laughs> Oh, my God. Cutter, you make the poblano pepper with the ox heart. That actually sounded really delicious. I was kind of... And even seeing the dish, it kind of reminded me of a heart salad in a way. For some reason... Like, that's in a weird way. It looked like flank steak with heart. Your dish really had heart, Cutter. Heart on the plate. Yeah, it really did. Hey, thanks, man. It really did. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, Christian says that Gor- uh, Gordon says that the brain's the hardest. He's making pasta. Christian is like effing this up all the way down to the pasta, dumping it in ice water. It looked kind of congealed and weird looking. Yeah. Um, we get a nice little hashtag cooking brains. Thank you, producers of MasterChef. <laughs> He's not really doing well. And then we go back to Leslie. Leslie is searing the tongue. He's got carrots, celery, and onions. And he's braising with bok choy and spinach. Um, if you guys know, like, cooking, the easiest things from those four to make would probably be the testicles and the tongue. Because tongue is lengua. People make it a lot for Spanish foods and things like that. So it's not unheard of that you've worked with it before. Heart is a little bit more uncommon in that like you're not going to go out to the butcher shop and buy a heart you'd be rather buy it, something it else it looked like once once you cut it cut it her, looked good um yeah it well it just looked like a hunk of beef yeah so like it's just it, do you yeah, have to treat it differently you, yeah as soon as you cut it open in half and spread it out and then cut the uh, arteries out of it and like the fat you can it actually looks like a like a, a steak like a long skirt steak or something like that what's it taste like Chicken. Um, it's a muscle. It's a muscle. It's just a, it's kind of a heartier, thicker uh, piece of beef. I mean, that's why you have to be careful how you cook it. And you kind of cook it like a fillet almost, where you kind of sear the outside but let the inside stay at a rare to medium rare. Does it? Does it, ha- it really? Is, is it the tough? Because I mean, the thing about it, your heart's pumping, and so it's working all the time, and it's a muscle, so it's just getting bigger and, t- and stronger. Does it have that irony taste though that usually organs have if you don't cook them correctly? Um. In some stuff it does, like in the ox it did, but like I shot a deer this weekend and I cooked the heart this weekend and it tasted great. That's super like heavy metal right there. I <laughs> hope you know that, Cutter. <laughs> yeah, if you go look on my, my uh, Twitter, I actually Twittered a picture of it. It's like this antelope, African antelope that I went hunting for. It's legit. And I actually cooked the heart because I knew I was doing that on the show this week. So I was like, <laughs> I posted it and then I cooked it again. Oh my God. So then we get uh, we go back to the judging of the ceremony. Christian has the veal brain pasta with tomato sauce. He didn't even put the cheese on. So basically it's just pasta with tomato and heart. Uh, he put raw oregano in the tomatoes, which usually you use like dried out oregano. Um, apparently the brains are cooked really well, but the tomato sauce is crazy and it's the worst dish he's ever presented. Courtney, fried buffalo testicles cooked pot of fur. And uh, Gordon says he's never seen a testicle as glamorous as that. Thank you, Gordon. Uh, apparently she nailed it. Uh, Graham says he's ru- it's rustic and delicious. Leslie has the braised lamb tongue with spinach bok choy. He didn't trim the meat enough. Not nailed. And uh, Joe says lots of garlic. And then we go to Cutter, and you have the ox heart with mushroom ancho chili sauce and chorizo poblano stuff with uh, Graham thing. It was cooked well, tastes good. And Joe says that the rub is something you should always keep in your back pocket. So do you keep rub in your back pocket? <laughs> Cutter. Oh God damn it! <laughs> no, I keep a I keep a rub recipe in my all the time. Had you cooked heart previous to this? Excuse me, ma'am. Had you cooked heart previous to this? You're, you're gonna have somebody else gonna have to have you cooked? Yes, because I have you prepared and cooked heart previous to MasterChef? Yes. Yeah, I, I'm a big I'm an avid deer hunter, and so I've used it before. Gotcha. I mean, uh, wild game. One heart, same heart. I guess they're all kind of just bigger versions of themselves, right? Um, so the judge's yeah, decision, they bring all four to the front. Top two is Cutter, and best dish goes to Courtney, which means that uh, bottom two are Christian and Leslie going home. Gordon stops him. They discuss some more just because I guess they need to fill up the two-hour time slot. And uh, they send Christian home. Gordon offers to invest in his food truck. Woo, crazy, amazing. All right, episode 17. <laughs> Final four is now Cutter, Elizabeth, Courtney, 
and Leslie. Only two stations are set up because only two people or only two teams are going to be cooking. Two teams of two. Courtney gets to choose. She chooses Elizabeth, which I find is probably, even though she won, a bad decision in the end because of the way they work working together. Elizabeth was really pissing me off in this conversation, the competition, just letting you guys know. This is where we get the four boxes from four each states, Pennsylvania, New York, California, and Texas. Uh, using the box they choose, they may have to make one app and one entree. Red team is Courtney and Elizabeth. They choose... Uh, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, and then blue team is Cutter and, and Leslie, and you guys choose Texas, which seemed like the safest. Like it seemed out of all the boxes, Texas seemed like the safest box because it's American fanfare that anyone could really make, but you could do a lot of stuff with because you're so familiar with it. Where do you think the kind of where did the where's the communication breakdown to make you guys have ribs and freaking corn with salt and pepper, and then a steak with like the uh, what is it called the the Turn up puree and things like that. Where was the imagination? Uh, I'm just wondering. I mean, honestly, I had you know, I, I did, we definitely both agreed on the on the steak. Uh, how it was prepared is where the communication first broke down. Uh, when he cut the, he didn't even talk to me about how he's going to cook the steak. He just said, "I got it. I'm going to do it." And he started just before we even got all the ingredients out. He started cutting the bones off the steak, and I was like, "Oh my god, what are you doing? That's a bone-in ribeye. That's like the best part of the ribeye. What are you doing, man?" He's like. Oh, you don't worry about me. You just take care of the appetizer and blah blah blah. So, like then, and then when I talked talk to him about the biscuits, you know, like a like a, a catfish and biscuits, or you know, something, you know, just I was trying to brain brainstorm with him. And he just wasn't having it, and just it, the communication just broke down from the beginning. And you know, I'll be honest with you, that's one reason that I, I pressed so hard on him about the Texas box was because, you know, I just had he made a comment, you know, and stuff, and I just I just had in my heart a feeling in my heart that he wasn't going to put the effort into the team challenge as much. So I was like, well, we better go with the Texas box, so at least I have a chance, because I don't <laughs> think I'm going to have a chance with the California box, to be honest. I didn't know what was in there. So would you have rather been paired up with Courtney? Because there's one thing. There's... I would have been, been, been rather been paired up with anybody but him. <laughs> oh, damn. You know, I kind of want to, like, I kind of want to, like, have you tweet us, like, DM us a message for Leslie when we have him on the show. <laughs> Just so, like, we can read it on air and see his reaction to it. Because if you had anything to say to Leslie right now, I'd like to. I kind of like to know what that would be. Um, I like how you mentioned it's got everything we need. It's got butter. <laughs> butter. <laughs> butter is like the most important thing. In Texas um, cuisine, of course. Oh my god! I mean, even from North Carolina, our fair, our like state fair food is like fried butter. Like they literally batter butter and fry it. Yum. Yeah, the state fair. We have it at the state fair here, man. Fried butter, man. Come on, this gets good. <laughs> What's your favorite fair food cutter? My favorite fair food, chicken fried bacon, man. Chicken oh my god, cream gravy. It's chicken fried bra- bacon with a cream gravy, man. It's legit. Do you get mashed potatoes with that? Because that would be really good. <laughs> All right. Oh, my. they give you like I'm a gogurt gogurt tube of mashed potatoes. <laughs> I'm gonna invent that. Patent pending. Screw you guys. I'm taking that one. Now, Cutter, I have a Go question. One of our um, fans had asked, "What do they do with the plates after the judges taste them? Are they all just thrown away?" Uh, you know, I'm not really sure. I mean, sometimes they are. Sometimes they have like a little bin next to them. Like when they get them finishing, they'll put it in a little bin and be done with it. But you know, I really don't know what happens to everything all the time. Gotcha. Okay, we had someone ask, so I wanted to ask. I'm looking at my Twitter. Um, okay, no questions yet. 
Just a few people talking. Willie is Willie is so active on, on Twitter. Willie. Even <laughs> even after he's gone I home. Big, I love Big Willie. Me and Big Willie have literally we were in the same audition room, the very first audition room in Houston together. We were in the second group to go in, and we were to, we've been together every single step of the way. And we live about thirty minutes from each other, man. Wow. I love Big Willie. I miss that guy. We we keep in touch pretty regular. Do you guys should like hang out and like come out to LA together and cook for us. I mean, Willie's already said he's going to. Am I so. going to be invited out to LA again? I, I mean, we'll, we'll see I how this did. finishes. I mean, if you pay for transportation, because we're broke, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't we didn't win that two two hundred thousand dollars either. Um, side note: Who was the biggest upset? Like to to the uh, to everyone in the in uh, I don't know if it's like I want to call it the household, but like to the Master Chef Kitchen, who was like the biggest upset between the contestants? Where you're like. He went home or she went home? Like, what? Like, you guys were just completely yeah, dumbfounded. So, like, I was really surprised. Uh, I was really surprised when Christine went home. You know, Christine was fabulous. She was an amazing cook. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like Kira didn't get enough of a chance to shine. Uh, Francis Biondi was a front runner in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was also unfortunate what happened to Tyler. I mean, and then... You know, I got to stick to my homegirl, Victoria, man. I mean, she bust out with Goat's Heart in the very beginning. I was like, oh, yeah, this chick's going to be. And then just for, I mean, you got to give props to to Scottish Francis. I mean, he just had some crazy ideas, and, you know, it was so awesome the way his mind worked. So, you know, that's I really had a, the underdogs would change. I mean, or the, or the, the front runners would change as, as every episode came. I mean, you'd be like, oh, this person's going to degrade, and then, boom, something would happen. And, like, wow, you know, I can't believe they went home. I can't believe they screwed up or. Wow, I can't believe they did worse than I did. (laughs) (laughs) Did you think that you You were going to make it as far as you did? Okay, I'll be be completely honest with you guys. My whole dream when I tried out was just to have Gordon Ramsay taste a bite of my food. And to make it this far and to learn what I learned from those guys has been one of the most amazing experiences in my life. And, And, you know, to be able to dig down deep and... You know, pull out some of the stuff I did at the panna cotta, the truffles, you know, stuff like that. That just, I never thought I would be able to do. And, uh, you know, I, I did it. And I, I'm very proud of myself and how I did. Are you going to, are you going to go try to make dim sum again? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you're good. Um, no, nah, I'm good, man. I'll, I'll, I'll order it in a uh, fast food, you know, call in takeout. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So moving along, uh, you do cut yourself. This is, this is the first time somebody has actually injured themselves on the show this season. Well, Elizabeth, Elise, Elise fainted. Elise fainted, but yeah. that's less of an injury, and that's more of a she was having like a nervous breakdown. Um, really, in the on the on the blue team, there's a lack of communication. You and Leslie just can't talk together. You're trying. Leslie's a brick wall. He works alone. He works well alone, but he didn't really work in their favor too well in this in this one. Yeah, it's almost unfortunate that because of the because of Cutter, you got that injury that if you had a more cooperative partner, you could have gotten a little closer and been, like, helping out with, like, oh, this needs to be done. we got to get get on this, like, at least talking. But there would be no talking in that situation. Shout out to at yeah, mblunt30. There, there, no, there, there was not any communication going to happen there. <laughs> Sorry, shout out to mblunt30, who just tweeted us saying Zach and Tracy are, and all of us are amazing. She likes the show. And Cutter. Thanks, She's only watching because Cutter's <laughs> on. You. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, and then the red team's having problems of their own. All right, Elizabeth. All right, I got to get into this. Elizabeth was pissing me off this yeah, episode. Yeah, Steven had a lot of comments while we were watching. Okay, because it's just like she wasn't – she was taking it the wrong way. And it's obvious her 
lack of experience working with somebody else in a kitchen because Courtney wasn't micromanaging. Mm -hmm. Courtney was saying what she's doing, talking to herself in the kitchen. And when you're talking to yourself, the other person should be able to listen and understand exactly what you're doing and be able to work off that and know exactly what they're doing. And if both people are working in harmony, they'll know exactly what the other person's doing and they won't have a mistake like they made when they made the same sauce twice. And Elizabeth is just getting fed up with Courtney over and over again, like, stop telling me what to do, stop telling me. It's like, she's not. She's trying to make sure everything gets done. So the fact that she's getting super pissed off at Courtney, I'm like, you guys have a la- you have a communication breakdown. You're telling Courtney to shut up when really you should be talking more because she's really just trying to communicate. Yeah, something like that in a loud environment, especially with like a lot of things that have to be done. It's so easy to let one slip. Mm-hmm. You just have to be constantly like, okay, did you get this? Great. And if you did, just say yes and move on. That's all you need. Like, oh, did you do this? Did you do this? Did you do this again? Well, she was saying hurry up. I mean, she was like, hurry up. We got to hurry up. Hurry up. You know, and I can see how that would be frustrating to constantly be told to hurry up. And you need like, shut up. But that's how a kitchen runs. That's the thing is like you can tell how green she is in the kitchen as like a commercial kitchen because if you it's like the same thing as like Hollywood Rude here. We're like if I like, hey, Josh is over there. Josh is our engineer. If I was like, hey, Josh, can you get me a glass of water? We got to start the show. I didn't say please. But it was implied. It's just like, hey, we got to get this going. It's Hollywood root. It's you need to get things moving. It's the same in the kitchen. You're like, hey, hand me that knife. Hey, give me that. Hey, I need you to wash this pan because I need to make the risotto. And it's, it's just the way things run. You can't have a temper like that. And that kind of hurts Leslie as well because he doesn't really understand that yet either. I think it just boiled down to she took it. She was taking it too personally. Exactly. Like Courtney's just like trying to get things moving along. She's in the heat of the moment too. It's not personal. It's just trying to get the job done. Let's get Cutter's opinion on this. What it's actually like in the kitchen, and if that is helpful or not helpful. So I gotta admit, it's you know it's it's difficult because I mean you're both trying to communicate, and you know in their situation, you know I feel for both of them. You know. I can see how Elizabeth took it as from Courtney because they have a, a a love-hate relationship like me and Leslie do. You know, they respect each other in the kitchen, yet, you know, they, they're just, it's all in water working together with them, too. So, you know, I can see where they both came from. I mean, I'm a fan of both of theirs, and I, I, I think they're both deeply talented. So it's really hard when you're in the pressure of the kitchen and you're looking up the clock, you're trying to get it done, and, then you know, you just... Everybody's got different ideas. Everybody wants to be the dominant one that makes the decisions. And, you know, and Courtney and Elizabeth are strong, and they both have good decisions. So, I mean, it's like at this point in the show, who whose side would you take? I mean, if you were sitting there, who would you choose? Who's got the better ideas? They've both been the cream of the crop lately. Mm-hmm. I think this competition was like oil and water versus oil and water. I really think if you had switched the teams, because I think with you and Courtney, I think if Cutter and Courtney were together on a team, Courtney would have been slightly micromanaging, but I think you work best that way, Cutter. I think you work best when somebody's telling you exactly what to do, not really exactly what to do, but more what's being done, and then you can bounce ideas. And I think Courtney would be more open to ideas like making the biscuits and things like that because you'd have that communication. And then I feel like if we put Elizabeth and Leslie together, Leslie could do the entree, Elizabeth could do the appetizer, and they probably wouldn't even talk to each other, but they'd both have two amazing dishes. So I think we would have a really – You've already seen Elizabeth and Leslie work together. I mean, Leslie was just basically did whatever Elizabeth told him. So, yeah, it would work great. And, you know, I never had the opportunity to work on a team with Courtney except for, one, like, I think, like, one or two team challenges. And she's great every time when she was in the team. So, you know, yeah, I mean, I think that you're very spot on that. I think me and Courtney would have been the – if you wanted the best out of all four competitors at the same time and the true best, I think that would have been the best matchup, me and Courtney versus 
Elizabeth and Leslie. I just think it's disappointing when you watch a show and you're at the top four and those are the dishes that go out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they even, they, they, I mean, the judges made that clear to all four of us that they were not impressed that we were the top four and they were, they were not happy with any of our performance. Trust me. They were, they didn't, they were like, Courtney Elizabeth, you won, but only just barely. It's the first episode I didn't get hungry watching. (laughs) Yeah, sure. No, I totally agree. I I, I think we all dropped the ball on on that, on the top four. All right, so going into judging, the appetizer for Red Team is a pansy trout with poached pear and cheddar cheese with apple butter vinaigrette. Literally looks like a finger plate, um, and he says it looks like it's leftover from a finger buffet. Weird combination. Um, yeah, I mean, you can use, like, ham with pear, but to do trout with pear, it's kind of really weird. Um, so the trout's good. Apparently it tastes like the performance, though, underwhelming. Graham says that plating-wise, that looks like the, the pear looks like the main part, but a pear is not protein, so what the hell are you guys thinking? Uh, ex- everything works except the fish makes no sense. Then for uh, Blue Team's appetizer, you guys have rigs, ribs with the Texas rub and the, mola- the grapefruit molasses gray- glaze with corn and onion. Uh, Gordon says depressing corn. <laughs> and uh, that sounds like a really good name for a band. It's <laughs> a really weird band. <laughs> hey guys, we are depressing corn. <laughs> with our new single... Salt and pepper. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, uh. They, Joe shakes your hand. No, Gordon shakes your hand, Cutter. <laughs> oh, we have oh, salt. You saw me laugh. I knew he was being a smartass, but I totally just played into it. Salt and, and pepper. pepper. A combination yeah. never before seen on Master Chef Kitchen. <laughs> this is some top four things right here. This is some top four cooking. If they hey, use cayenne pepper, there was butter pepper, from I... a box in the corn. There was butter. Hey, you <laughs> forgot to say there was butter. <laughs> I seriously hope this corn wasn't canned. You guys, please, like, tell me you like took it off no, the stock. Shot. We saw yeah, them. Yeah, they saw. They did. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. We totally, we totally shucked it and boiled it and all that good stuff. All right. I, you know what's interesting? It would have been great if you guys had actually done half cobs instead of the rib, instead of the the niblets. Because you know what? Plate... Yeah, that. Pop- Oh, that would have been a good idea. Good. We could have fried the corn. That would have been awesome. You could have fried the corn. You could have had like a little bit of a glaze yeah. that went with the ribs and the corn. And you could have had it kind of be like a finger plate and actually sold it off as a finger plate because you have ribs with the bone in and you had the corn on the cob. That would have been good. Ah, oh, damn it. Now I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, sorry. They used to try for Master Chef season six. Yeah. You know, we uh, keep telling him. But. <laughs> I, I don't have the skills anymore. I mean, if they. How, oh. If they still teach you, if they teach you a lot in the kitchen, like, I'm kind of tempted. But, like, I got my job here <laughs> at Optimus TV. I can't do that. Yeah. Oh, we're going to well. get you right, over there at? in October. Where are we at? All right. So, <laughs> Cutter keeping us on top. Yeah, Cutter just yelled at us. <laughs> we're what? getting distracted. No, y'all just breaking up. I didn't know if I missed it. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. We're just side-talking. All right. So, the entree for the red team is the seared venison medallions over mash and apple butter. Gordon says, finesse, looks good, well-cooked, sauce is delicious, Max is, the mash is gross, though. Uh, Joe says the venison is good, no veg component, though, and no collaboration. I'm disappointed in you, too. And he's like, do you guys notice that Graham always does, and this isn't, Joe was just talking, but Graham, whenever he tries something, it's like, it's like, like, he does that with his head. It's just oh, like, so what Steven's doing is putting his head up towards the ceiling like he's thinking about what's in his mouth. No, I just, I swear, I wonder if Graham goes to, like, a restaurant and orders something on the menu and every single bite he takes, he just takes it. Smells and like, it, eats it, and looks up. <laughs> and then, like, another bite. Yeah. 
takes a sip from his Coke. <laughs> like, yeah. I just can't imagine him eating any other way. Um, going back to the blue team, the entree is the ribeye steak with a potato, turnip, carrot, and puree with a red wine reduction. You guys are having some trouble with the reduction in this uh, in this cooking challenge. So tell me what the whole controversy here was because I didn't quite get it. Like apparently he threw away the bones that he was boiling down in the pan or something and he threw you under the bus hardcore. Yeah, so what happened was is he cut the bones, like I told you, he cut the bones out of the ribeyes, well, then he starts making this sauce, like reduce, trying to reduce down the fat, whatever. So I'm over there cooking the appetizer when I cut my finger. Well, we only have, we literally only had eight minutes left, and he he can't get the sauce, dude. So I'm like, do you need help? He's like, we're here, do the sauce. i got to finish the steak. I said, okay. So I get it, and I'm like, dude, what are you doing here? He's like, I don't know, I don't know, just fix it, just do it. And so I was like, all right, well, Graham comes by there, and he's like, Cutter, it's not going to reduce, it's too fatty, you don't have enough time. I was like, well, do I have enough time to make a, like a red sauce? He's like, do something, but that ain't going to work. So that's what I said, I'm going to throw it out and start a red sauce. Well, he only gave me eight minutes to make a red sauce from the top of the steak. And that's why you and cut your why, finger? And and... That's why, no, that was that was after. That was after, okay. Was way before that. I mean, that was the, the sauce was way after. Like I said, we only had eight minutes left in the challenge. So, I mean, literally, he only had eight minutes to make a sauce. I'm like, there's just enough time for this wine to reduce and the fat and all that to reduce for what I'm doing. So, I mean, he kind of threw me in the bus, and then we got up there, and he's like, oh, I put it in Cutter's hands, and he says he's a chef. I'm like, dude, you gave me eight minutes. And that's what I'm saying. I've learned a lot of the show, because if you notice, I just kept my mouth shut. And you I didn't did. Say anything. I, was I was like, so whatever. proud. <laughs> <laughs> You, I really feel like a, you feel like a mom teaching your kid. You've got to me enough that ESP, ESP has gotten to me enough to, hey, cut her, stretch her mouth, and I finally did it. Cut. Yes. <laughs> How close were you to throwing you, a punch you... at Leslie? One more time. How close were you to throwing a punch at Leslie? Like, how much did you want to just, like, sock him in the face at that point? I think we might have lost Cutter. Did we lose Cutter? Cutter, are you there? All right, guys. Well, let's call Cutter back. But in the meanwhile, you guys can do me a favor and go to iTunes and uh, rate and subscribe. Go to iTunes, rate us five stars, subscribe, and leave us a comment. I will go ahead and look up here what our comments are right now and give you guys shout-outs. Cutter, go ahead and call us back. Is he on the line now? All right, Cutter, we lost you for a second. We're just telling everybody that they need to go to iTunes, rate and comment, and subscribe because you are our fans and you are amazing. Um, you know, we haven't gotten a comment in last week, so I'm going to just shout out Gabby Day, J. Snow Baby Mama, Mary Moo Moo, SGJR 1960, and Mad Mimi 60 are other comments from previously. But yeah, you guys, if you want to be on the name on the list for next week's finale after show, in which I think we might have somebody in studio. We'll see. Yeah. Get it. Uh, go ahead and do that. So, where were we? I was saying, yeah. I was saying, Cutter, how much did you want to sock Leslie in the face at that moment when he's throwing you under the bus? Because this is potentially <laughs> like the last minute, your last minutes in the MasterChef kitchen because of what he's saying. Ah, oh, man, you know, it, it just, it, I can't explain sometimes. It's just one of those things that, it's just how it happened, it's done, and, you know, let bygones be bygones. Agreed. All right. So moving on, we have uh, the winner is the red team. Courtney is disappointed that they won by the skin of their teeth. She thinks that they should have done better. And you're right. You should have, Courtney. I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat that. Um, So 
Cutter versus Leslie, the fight of the century. Cutter, this is personal. It's time to go, old man. <laughs> <laughs> and the test is the Texas box versus the California box. So the ingredients in the rejected box. So, Cutter, you unintentionally gave Leslie a gigantic advantage in this challenge when you chose the Texas box as an easy way out for the beginning. When kind of you both of you guys chose the Texas box. I didn't mean to single you out on that one. Courtney thinks that you will win. She's betting all her money on you and losing a lot of it by the end. But the box has in it a sea urchin, Jadori chicken, and yellowfin tuna. At this point, we're like, oh, well, what are they going to do? And Joe's like, well, I'll tell you what I do. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a sea urchin risotto because it's called uni. <laughs> uni is what sea urchin is. What voice is that? Yeah, that doesn't it's sound like, like, rear, it's like rear window. <laughs> well, it's, not, it's not fair. It's not fair. I'm Graham. I'm going to make a... Chitori chicken with a with a teriyaki glaze, sesame seed crust, and Gordon Thompson with the tuna shows the uh, Gordon takes the easy way out because honestly, when I see tuna, I'm like, oh, I could just pan sear it. Like that's not creative to me. What about you guys? Yeah, but it's a California staple, so I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. That's what we eat here. Comfy tomatoes yeah. with the freaking olives and a little bit of lettuce and the vinaigrette <laughs> and the <laughs> salmon. The eggs done. I know. I don't really like the eggs with yeah, the Yeah, I didn't really salmon, like that either, actually. Tuna. I didn't think that was a good pairing. But. Well, I think the purpose of the egg was to show the procedure to how to soft boil a quail egg. That's true. Okay. How big are those quail eggs? They're, like, tiny, though, yeah, aren't they? Yeah, they really small. Yeah, they're maybe, like, smaller than... Yeah, they're tiny. Um, yeah. So this is no simple challenge. They have to replicate all three dishes. Hashtag triple pleasure. Yeah. God. I just can't with these freaking hashtags. So, any last words for Leslie? Nothing at all. Any last words, or any words for Cutter? I hope he likes Texas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was Foreshadowing. a decent one-liner. It was kind of good. Uh, so, between Cutter and Leslie, Cutter starts your... I can't. What? <laughs> Starting your risotto is the first thing you make, Cutter. Come on, man. Are you there? Dude, I had, I had never cooked a risotto ever in my life. Zero. <laughs> How do you go on a Gordon Ramsay show and not like beforehand and be like, I have to learn well, how to I'll, make risotto? I'll admit, I'll admit, I didn't prepare for this like I thought <laughs> I should have. Like, you I, and Daniel. I, like, tried to, I like, tried to like perfect my dishes that I knew, and I had never even seen the show before. Like I had to go back and watch like season four. Wow. Oh, man. You know, I've actually never seen the show before this season. Really? <laughs> Seriously. And I looked at the episode again. Apparently, there was 23 episodes last season, so I'm, like, so surprised that they're pushing this to... I gotta get Gotham on the air, man. <laughs> but my favorite was when yes. Ben Cutter tasted his risotto and goes, that's a damn good risotto. I'm like, this guy's never had risotto in his entire life. He's never made it. I don't know if he's never had it. Have, Have you, you had, had it? it? No, I, I've, I've had it before. Oh, I've okay, never fine. It. <laughs> Have you ever prepared urchin before? Because I thought that would be one of the hardest things. And they didn't focus on you guys cutting it open, cutting the things off, and preparing urchin. Yeah. Yeah, I can confirm or deny anything that happened in that part of the episode. Wait, what? <laughs> I didn't hear what you said. Said he can neither confirm uh, nor deny. <laughs> I thought I saw yeah. a platter of like prepared sea urchin at one there point. There you go. You uh, watched very well. Yeah. Oh, because I saw that, but I thought it was just all right, you guys already took it out. So wait. So they just had to I do think the risotto. They, they and took then... it out for that. They took it out of the urchin for them. Yeah. It was. And, they I, just had to and then it was. Yeah. It was about the risotto. Not was the it a health urchin. hazard? Were they like these chefs could like hurt themselves on the urchin? Is that probably what it was? Liability issues. Let's just call it liability issues. Yeah. 
That's oh, man. I mean, urchin's crazy. My uncle actually stepped on one and then 10 years later found it in his hand. Ew. Because they, they go through your bloodstream and they can, like, just stay in your body for Ten a years. long time. And then they can either, like, c- go into your heart and kill you or they can go into random parts of your body and just pop out. He, like, saw a little black spot in his hand like, dug it out and it was a sea Shut or up. Yeah, it's really kind of cool. Yeah, that's cool. That's <laughs> how I would explain it. All right, um, so let's see here. So you start your risotto verse. Graham walks over and you don't know what you're doing at all. Graham tells you it's the last thing you're supposed to do and you're just like, oh, hell. So it goes in the trash. It goes in the trash and... Uh, I mean, they, well, I have a question because the, the way they cut it, it was a little unclear. And they, he asked you if it was a practice one, almost like a joke. Was, were you actually doing a practice risotto or you just decide at that point you're like, all right, I got to scrap this because it's too early? No, I was actually going to do a practice one because I wanted to make sure I did it right. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I knew the gist of it. Like I knew from – like Christine had tried to teach me a little bit about risotto before. And so I knew that I had to know – to a certain consistency, so that's what I was trying to do to see if I had, because I had already, my chicken was in the oven cooking, and I knew I didn't do the tuna till last, so I was like, well, why not just go ahead and practice the risotto while I have some time? Hmm. Okay. it's a good call. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, uh, l- really, like, it focuses on you, this entire competition. Mm-hmm. Like, we get two, two shots of Leslie and him just being competent and him not even really sweating at all. And it's over, uh, and the judges ask you, so, Cutter, which one did you nail? One, two, and three! <laughs> dude, I gotta admit, dude, I was pumped, man. I was, I was, pumped. I was proud of myself. I was proud of myself, because I had, like, dude, that was a tough challenge. And I, like, rocked those dishes out. I didn't even, and I was, I, I don't care, man. I'll still stand by it. I mean, it sucked. Like, my risotto wasn't as good as Leslie, and I, and I told him that. I said, Leslie won the risotto challenge. But mm-hmm. I still was proud of myself for actually getting it that close, and Joe was like, Hey man, he's like, for somebody that's never done risotto, he's like, it actually tastes pretty good. And he's like, if you did just put another glass, like a thing of like the stock in there, stirred it for about five more minutes, you'd have had it. You know, yeah. You know, I was like, I was really proud of myself. Yeah, that is. For him to say your risotto tasted good when it's undercooked, that's a big compliment because usually undercooking it can make it just too hard and the rice just doesn't. The flavor was better, I think. Yeah, yeah, like to flavor risotto is actually kind of difficult. If you ever watch Hell's Kitchen, they say risotto probably like 3,000 times each season. <laughs> So it's always like, yo, risotto's got too much salt. It's too seasoned. It's under-seasoned. Like, they just literally blow up over it. Um, but he says, yeah, damn good risotto. You say that, anyway. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Cutter, the flavor is good. Uh, for Leslie, they ask about the wine, and he just walks away without another word. It's like, he walks up to Leslie. So, uh, how much wine did you use on this again? About a cup. Thank you, guys. Walks away. I, I love Joe. It's amazing when he does that. He, I love when he does that. I feel like you're, you're just, you, it, your heart like sinks to your stomach. When, when, <laughs> like if you're in that position. Um, and then we go to the chicken. Your chicken was way overcooked, uh, Cutter. Just from on the camera, you can tell. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, but Leslie's was pretty undercooked, too. But you nailed the glaze. Um... Of course, with editing, when Leslie won the first one, we knew immediately that you were going to win the second second one. one, So we were like, okay, well, the chicken cutter is going to win this one. So going to Gordon and the Tuna, Gordon Ramsay has the final say, of course, because it's his show. Cutter, it was raw and under seared. Searing tuna, I don't know. I don't know how you, I don't know how you messed that up, but the eggs are good. Um, but the, so because it was under seared, it ripped apart when you were cutting it, and that's why it was cut badly. Um, yeah. 
With Leslie, it looked clumsy and unappetizing. Literally looked like a tossed salad. Um, and but the tuna was cooked really well. Yeah, and then he was just missing that egg. Yeah, he didn't have the egg. Oh yeah, no egg. Were you surprised when you lost that? Like literally. Like, were you really surprised? Because I was kind of on the fence there because I was like, Leslie's was plated terribly. There's no egg, and it does not look that good. Yeah, he didn't cut his potatoes, he didn't put the egg, and his plate looked like crap. And honestly, I know my I know my fish didn't look like it was cooked, but if you go back and look at Gordon's salad and compare it to mine, it actually looks just like his. So that's why I was, like, upset. So, yeah, was I upset? Of course I was upset. Yeah. Because I was like, dude, I nailed it. It's supposed to be a replication. If you notice, they said it twice, replicate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, that was a replication challenge in mine was a true replication. Yeah, so, yeah, it. I was upset. Did you get yeah. to try the judges' dishes at all? Uh, we got to go inspect them. You know how we did on, like, Caramelli and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. You know how we got to go up there and, like, look? Yeah, we got to go up there and look at it, things like that. Okay, cool. Well, going home is, sadly, Cutter Brewer. Made it to top four of MasterChef, which is, again, that's, like, really good. It's huge. Yeah. Like, so many people have gone home already. We started with, what, 30 cooks, and now we're down to four. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's nothing to scoff at at all. Elizabeth and Courtney are so, so sad. And I can't tell if they're sad because you're going home or they're sad because they're stuck with Leslie. <laughs> I really can't tell because, like, their faces literally look like – I said it during the show. I was like, it looks like somebody just walked up and punched their dog. Like, they're just like, oh! Yeah. <laughs> they're so – Yeah, they, like, throw up their arms. <laughs> oh! <laughs> God, they look so sad. Uh, Cutter, you're kind of tearing up at this point, which, I mean, it's really emotional because when it is that close and it does kind of, like, if I was in your shoes, I would think I had won with the plating and everything. I would think that Leslie's is worse than mine. And this is the first time I've said, this is the first time and probably the last time I'll say it, is Leslie looked like he deserved to lose that challenge. Like, honestly, from a viewer standpoint, Leslie looked like his dishes deserved to lose. But that's mostly because I go from the strict Gordon thinking of if you forget a part of a dish, that should be a lot more detrimental mm-hmm. than something yeah. being undercooked. Yeah. A big component, big component that required finesse that they were trying to assess, which is cooking a quail egg perfectly, mm-hmm. and just, it wasn't there. So you say to Leslie on your way out, you are the better chef, and Leslie doesn't say anything that's uh, – that's humble at all. He says, I appreciate <laughs> that. You. Thanks. I appreciate that. But Cutter, I like have to give it to you. That was huge. I honestly just expected you to kind of maybe throw a fit <laughs> a little bit and just literally be like wrong person, wrong. Like say something in like, you know, Cutter fashion. But the way you handled it was absolutely like you left like on a higher, a higher note than I ever thought you would. So kudos for that. I was impressed. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And like I said, when this all started, I just wanted to make sure I represented myself, my family, and my area to the best that I could, you know? Yes. I think that you did that. It, it was also just nice to see true excitement. Like, everybody seems, like, pretty contained when they're excited. They're like, yay. But that you were jumping up and down uh, <laughs> right before the, uh, the, the judging. You were so nervous when well, they made those chocolates and they opened up the chocolate <laughs> and was like, did I do okay? Did, I, did it go okay? <laughs> The truffles. Well, you know, I mean, I, I like to keep it entertaining for you guys. So, you know, I was true to, I was true to my personality, man. That's really how I am every day of my life. I live life to the fullest. And, uh, you know, I, I take every experience and every moment and just live it out. 
So, what do you think of a British compare uh, Gordon comparing you to a British bulldog chewing a wasp? Yes, we have to know. <laughs> hey, hey, it's only it's a face only mother can love, huh? I guess. <laughs> have you been hearing that from your friends and family? They're that's just calling up. you a bulldog. I think that's messed up. <laughs> oh, come on now! Come on now! This whole good-looking country boy from Texas. I mean, Blondie had the hots for me until my attitude kicked her off. Blondie, is that uh, that's Christine? <laughs> No, he's talking, talking about me. About oh. <laughs> I'm talking about. Oh, she knows what I'm talking about. Because <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, I had the hots for her. I was like, ooh, she's hot. I get to talk to her. The fact she jumped that quickly means that uh, it's probably me mutual. Like, a little bit. It's gonna be awkward. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I said, you left on a very high note. That was like you proved yourself. I got you, Cutter. I'll pass your number to her. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was gonna say. Uh, I was gonna say another thing, and I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. Um. Who, who do you think is going to win Ooh. MasterChef season five? Oh man, uh, I tell you what, man, it's going to be fun, fun episode next week. That's all I can tell y'all. That means you know who won. We can see him in yeah. the background of the <laughs> announcement. Shut up, guys! I'm trying to keep the suspense up. Okay. <laughs> God. I have one question though. Did anybody think that Leslie, when he, when Cutter, when you were leaving, did anyone else think he looked kind of like devilish up there with his like really yeah. clean like suit, and he's just got his hands like in that perfect like he, Mr. Burns finger? He, he looked like the guy that when you like want to sell your soul to the devil, like appears out of a poof of blue smoke, and is like, "Well, what 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 am I gonna get for it? What am I gonna get your soul? Okay, okay. What do you want?" Like Courtney and Elizabeth although stood like two feet away from him. <laughs> yeah, they're like, congrats. He's like, thanks. <laughs> it was funny. Leslie has a future in reality TV. I'm going to just tell you guys that right now. <laughs> he has a future in reality TV. Yes. <laughs> Do you know where he comes from? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, we do. Living That's with funny. Leslie. Um, oh, no. So let's see. Do you guys have any more questions right now? I want to get like, I want to give Cutter like just a minute to kind of Say anything you want to say about this season. Anyone in the house, shout outs. Or if there's like something you remember in particular that you're just like you want to kind of clear the air on. Because I know a lot of the episodes they didn't really – I mean you were were tweeting me two weeks ago about how it's kind of like they're giving you a bad rep. Like clear the air cutter because you're on the AfterBuzz TV after show for MasterChef and you went home. So I don't know if we only have one episode left. I don't know if we'll hear from you again this season. So go for it. All right, well, I just want to tell y'all, first of all, it's been a pleasure, pleasure listening to you guys every, every, after every episode, man. It's, uh, but, uh, I will say, you know, I feel like I did my best to represent who I am as a person, uh, my family, my friends. I appreciate, uh, the chefs and Joe for their time that they invested in me. And, uh, you know, it's been an amazing experience. Uh, I look forward to the doors that I've already started opening, uh, because of this experience. And, uh, you know, like I said at the end of the show, you know, you learn from the past, you live from today, and you dream about tomorrow. And with this show, I got to live out one of my dreams. And, uh, you know, we'll just see where the road takes me from here, you know? Yeah. Well, we so, definitely like say, wish guys, you. I'm, I'm glad y'all had fun at my expense. But, oh. uh, <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad we could uh, we could come to terms. With, uh, it's, good to laugh. It's, good, it's good to laugh with you guys. Yes. Do you have anything in the works now? Do you have any, like, projects you're working on or like uh um i'm i'm very i'm very big into charity i've already started doing some charity events since i've been home from the show and uh, i did a thing with jj watt the other day for his foundation uh i do some other big charities here at home and so that's really what i'm focused on right now is uh i'm uh i've started a little side uh 
you know, private in-home cooking class, I guess, uh, where I go in with like six to eight people and teach them how to elevate their dishes and uh, mm. pair it with lines and use the kind of the wild game feature to it. So take like a basic BLT and use a pork belly with a fried green tomato and a quail egg. I love it. Awesome. That's awesome. So well, I have learned a lot and I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, hey, who knows? You might see this face of Cutter Brewer pop up back in California one day. Y'all might be sitting in my restaurant going, who'd have ever thought this? <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be walking through I'll be walking through like a Trader Joe's and see the Cutter Brewer Texas Steak Rub and mm. I'm going to be like, I want to try that. And yeah, it's, it's going to be shaped like it's going to be a packet and the front will be like a back pocket. <laughs> he can oh, yeah. You can totally make it, that packaging. Yeah, it's going to say, ain't going to lie, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Cutter, I want to thank you so much. And if you remember what Willie said on the episode he went out on, attitude determines altitude. And I think you have a great attitude towards everything. And I think it's going to really take you far in life, even outside MasterChef. And even through all your everything that you go through, especially, I mean, now that you've done MasterChef, especially with the ladies. I mean, you already got one in the studio right here who's just going gaga. So I just, I again want to thank you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Fans, you got to follow, you got to follow Cutter on Twitter at MC5Cutter. Any last words before we cut you off? No, cut, we'll say goodbye. <laughs> Cut you off. Nah, man, I appreciate it, guys, and y'all enjoy the rest of the season. Thank All right, you. man. Wish you Thanks, the best. Go Thanks put down calling. your apron and uh, see you later. <laughs> well, that was cool. Yeah. I mean, I always like talking to the contestants because you never know with the editing. And it's, it's, it's not that I dislike the editing because it makes for an entertaining show. But, like, it's cool to get the inside scoop. And if you guys are listening to the show for the first time, we've been giving you guys guests all season. We'll be giving you guests all next season. Um, and we'll definitely try to figure out who's coming into studio for next week because uh, it's going to be fun. Do you guys have any predictions? And now, predictions. You're after I mean, we, got the TV. we have the top three. We have yeah. Courtney. Mm-hmm. Well, because it's another two-parter next week. Yeah. So we're going to have we, – we knock one out in the first episode mm-hmm. and then the next two. So I guess – Top two? Oh, man, that's a tough top call. Courtney two. and Leslie. Yeah. Done. Easily. Courtney and Leslie. But Elizabeth pulled it out before. She's had some, some of the best dishes on this season. I think she has. But And somebody on our YouTube, I uh, didn't write down your username, but had a good point saying that Elizabeth, with um, wanting to do a cookbook, MasterChef, the producers at least, can play off of that and generate revenue from her selling a cookbook based on MasterChef. Mm-hmm. Well, so that's that, part of the prize package, isn't it? Yeah, but it's kind of like she's that's her dream is to make a cookbook. Yeah. So it kind of like makes a little bit of a sense for that, plus the $200,000. No. They're not going to want to give it to Leslie. Um, Courtney? I still think Leslie's going to take it, though. Yeah. I Like... I still think, I think top two is definitely Courtney and Leslie. Yeah. And I think Courtney's going to deserve to win, and I think Leslie's going to win. Ooh, that's really? an interesting prediction. I think Leslie's going to win, is and... Everyone was happy for whoever won. Can I just say, if you're looking at the... Everyone looked, I mean, they're going to be happy in general, but I think more people would be happy if Courtney won. Than Leslie and I, everyone I, yeah, in the back was I'm, happy when they were spreading out champagne and spraying the bottles. I'm with Tracy. I think it's I think it's Courtney. Also, I would buy that cookbook. You buy that cookbook? 
I don't think that shot of them all being happy and spraying champagne was them announcing the winner. I don't think that was well, what, what that was. What do you think it was? Champagne I think it was something night? else. There's, it's editing. They're never gonna. They're never gonna make it that easy. Well, I they think, didn't say who it was. It, everyone was just happy, and I'm just making like. I know, but it's so easy to put two and two together. To say people would be sad if if Leslie won. I think. Don't downplay my smarts. Okay. Steven. I think. I think we see. <laughs> I think if Courtney, if Leslie wins, Courtney loses. We get Courtney on All Stars. Okay. Because she's kind of been the personality of the season. Are they doing that? I think they will. I mean, they're about that time. I know they're not doing it for season six, but you never know about season seven. And it's like one thing that they look for. I think they have enough contestants now that they could yeah, probably pull seasons, from. Yeah. And it would make sense that if if she loses this, she could do All-Stars. Okay. If she wins this, she can't. And I don't see – I think – I could see Courtney building her brand more by doing another season as opposed to just winning and, ha- and taking the $200,000 and running. Does that make well, sense? I guess we'll see. Uh, yeah, if, the, if they're going to do that. If there's they're gonna there's do no that. announcement that they're going to do There's no it. announcement, but like really looking at every reality show, five, six seasons in is when you usually are just like, okay, let's do an All-Stars. Because yeah. people want to see their fans again. They want to bring in the old people who used to watch MasterChef and the new people that want to master, watch MasterChef. And boost yeah. these boost the ratings up hardcore. How they already did Junior. <laughs> yeah, they did All Stars Junior. Well, they did a Master Chef. Oh junior. yeah, doing Master Chef Junior. Junior looks really good. That's actually starting up soon. You guys should watch it. I think we're doing an after show here at After Buzz TV. I will probably not be on it though because I have Sons of Anarchy, I The Strain, be. like all that. So busy. I don't know. I I honestly see Courtney coming back. I see her losing and then coming back. That's that's what I see because I think she likes the attention and likes being on camera. Well. We'll see you next week. Yep. She'll have her own shoe deal. Only one week. Cooking to go. heels. Oh god. Oh, I love it. Like cooking, like heels that you can cook in a in a commercial kitchen. In that'd be epic. That would be epic. I'm just inventing things tonight, yeah, guys. Are. I think that's about it. I think I'm rambling at this point. A little. I think I'm rambling the entire episode. <laughs> I think Zach I think and Tracy rambling, want so. me to shut up. What's so up? where can we find you, Tracy? You can find me on Instagram at tracipro or on Twitter at tracabtv. Zach. And you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that Zach Wilson, T H A T Z A C H W I L S O N. Also here at Afterbuzz, I got a ton of new fall shows coming up. You can catch me on Doctor Who and Doctor Who Classics. Um, you get uh, Grace Points coming up, uh, Z Nation, uh, The Strain Still with Stephen Lemieux over here, and a bunch more. Uh, ch- follow me on Twitter to uh, find out. Hell yeah, and you guys can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-E-U-X. You can also find me on The Strain After Show, Sons of Anarchy coming up tomorrow, as well as Sleepy Hollow coming up. And what's the other show I do? I can't even remember at this... Oh, my God, I'm an idiot. Graceland, we got two actors from the show this Wednesday, plus the creator might be making a special surprise appearance, so you might want to tune in 9 o'clock Pacific Time Wednesday. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you guys next week for the two-part finale episode, episodes 18 and 19, I think it was. Yeah, Yeah, whatever. 18 and 19. We'll see you next Monday with a special guest at 9 p.m. Pacific Time. Bye, guys. Cheers. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. Get out! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 